listening to the Hometown Losers, the St. Louis Sports Podcast, with Josh, Adam, and OJ. Welcome back to the Hometown Losers. I'm joined as always. by OJ and Adam here for session number 11. Guys, how are hey. we doing today? Doing good here. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to hear it. Well, uh, it's been an interesting day um, when it comes to, I guess, emotions um, for anybody that's been living under the rock for the past few hours um, or just may have not heard the news. Vladimir Tarasenko is no longer uh, a blue. He has been Surprise. traded to the New York Rangers. Um, this is something, guys, that we've talked about before. Um, in prior sessions that we felt that a deal was going to be coming down for probably Tarasenko, maybe uh, Ryan O'Reilly and stuff like that. Um, But this is something that still hits a little harder. You know what I mean? No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all knew that, you know, Vladdy probably wouldn't be wearing the the blue note for much longer. Uh, Got to see him at the all-star game. And, you know, that was cool to to see him in the note one more time. Basically that was his kind of his send off. And I know that he came back today and, uh, Got to, you know, quickly say goodbye to the guys, but it's always, you know, it always sucks to to see a guy like Vladdy, you know, leave the team. But uh, at this point, like we've been talking about for weeks, you know, unfortunately, we have to make some changes. And, um, you know, before the, the trade deadline, let's see what we can do. So I know Army's been busy constructing some deals. Um, and so I guess it's better to get something for Vladdy than uh, than just let him, let walk, him walk, you know, get yeah. nothing. Yeah, I mean, we were very close to that happening, obviously, to, to you know, to the the Kraken a couple years back, and then, and uh, you know, with that deal, but uh, potentially here as well with unsigned free agent. So I know there were, obviously, um, with Mikola too. I think he was coming up for uh, his contract was coming up to do pretty soon too, if I remember right. Oh, he's still yeah, got he's a couple a, more years. <laughs> is yeah. it a couple? Was he not a UFA? No, I don't I think thought so. He I think was, Mikola, he wasn't. I think he's got a two, or I think he's got this year and one more year. Uh, I could be wrong, obviously, but let me double check on that. I yeah, thought this thought, was it. Oh. This was, I thought this year was it, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I thought he was a UFA too. Because he's like he's older than people think. Because like yeah, he's he, definitely he older. Up, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he was signed for, no. So this is his last year on that contract. Yep. So that's my fault. I yep. thought it was a two year to one year contract that he signed. So that's interesting. So the Rangers are going to get two, uh, two guys, you know, a winger and a defenseman, and they're both basically going to be UFA. So that's going to be interesting for them if they're going to be, uh, they're just renting these guys or what. We'll see what happens, I guess, with them. But, uh, in exchange, we basically got, well, we got Sammy back, which was interesting since we just traded him off uh, for, uh, I think it was, we traded him off for uh, um, to the, In the Rangers. In the trade, yeah. Yeah, Booch, right. that's right, for Booch. That's right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, it was for Booch. Yeah, so the, then, the trade details were Tarasenko and, and Nico Mikola, um, which the Blues mm-hmm. are retaining 50% of Tarasenko's contract. And the return, Blues are getting Sammy Blay, Hunter Skinner, mm-hmm. a first-round pick of tw- uh, 2023, which is conditional, and the fourth-round pick mm-hmm. of 24, which is also conditional. 
Now the conditional round picks are um, so the first uh, for the first round, we will either get the Rangers pick or the stars pick since they control that as well. And it's going to be whichever is later in the draft. It's not, yeah, it's not going to be the the better. It's the later one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, It is what it is. Yeah. And then, right. And the fourth round turns a fourth round pick will actually turn into a third round pick. If the Rangers uh-huh. make the playoffs, which they actually have an 83% chance of making a playoffs okay. currently yeah. um, by, by standards. So it's most likely going to be a third round pick. Well, that's good. So, which from my understanding, uh, you know, the draft is going to be, um, you know, one of the deeper, you know, draft classes in some years, yes. at least from what I understand. So, uh, yeah, I've heard so we have some potential. There's a guy at my work that was saying that like, Every player in the first round is supposed to be pretty much NHL ready. That's probably mm. uh, overly optimistic because he was also yeah. saying, "Oh yeah, they're gonna they talk." I, I, you know, people were saying they're talking to O'Reilly and they're gonna trade him for picks and then sign him back in the off season. You know that kind of crap. Mm. <laughs> people always say. Which <laughs> the stuff like that has happened before in the NHL for sure. Um, Detroit was very known for doing that. Um, way back in the day in the 80s, 90s and stuff like that. Um, but that's not something that's really going to happen anymore because players don't want that. They want the stability rather than, yeah. you know, bouncing around everywhere. It's tantamount to tampering. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's a rule I, against there isn't. Uh, there's, yeah. there's no rule against it, but it, it comes down to, yeah, it just comes down to the player. Um, so back in the day when we traded Eric Johnson away, if you guys remember Eric Johnson to Colorado, he's still with Colorado. Um, the conversation was that there, like, he actually did not sell his house in St. Louis, um, for like two or three years. And, um, so like there was a lot of conversations that he was going to, cause he was, it was on his last year of contract and that we were going to, uh, resign him or whatever, and that he was mm-hmm. going to come back and be the captain and all that stuff and blah, 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 blah. So like, there was actually like the, the first deal package was reportedly that the, between the ads and the blues was actually shot down because of that. No joke. Um, wow. And then like they end up, you know, putting a package back together again. Obviously he got shipped off and then, you know, it, you know, the rest is history. He stayed in Colorado, but it, it's, that does happen. Um, just not very often anymore per se. You know what well, I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Fans always say that anytime a popular guy gets traded away on an expiring deal, it's oh, we're just gonna get they the want him to come back. Yeah, back of course. Yeah. But uh, it almost never happens. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. see that happening with Roar. I see I see the Blues probably gonna go and resign with Roar. I think so. Well, yeah, exactly. Because like Josh said, why wouldn't you want the stability? I mean, the for only sure. thing that's in it for him is like, okay, you have like three months left. Like, go play for a contender. We're not going to make the playoffs, probably. So go play for a contender for a few months and then come back, you know. But that's still, like, all that time he's pretty much got to be away from his family now because he's not going to yeah. be able to get up and move him or something, you know, for the several months he's got to, you know, he's be gone for. Like, I don't know. It just seems yeah. like unlikely. <laughs> the thing about it, the thing about it, too, is it's the contract problems. What I mean by that is any contenders – um, are going to have problems retaining his salary for like a resign, so to speak. You know what I mean? So if for him, for, for Roar, just say like he goes uh, to Toronto, right? Which has been linked a lot. So he goes to Toronto, but then Toronto's like, hey, we can't afford you. So you're going to go up there, as you said, OJ, for three months, go to Toronto. 
and you got to find another home again. Like, yeah, you know, I just it is a I think that's, that the NHL that's a big player, risk. Yeah, right. They don't chase money. They don't trace where they're at anymore. They want the stability. That's mm-hmm. why there's so many no trade For clause sure. or modified yeah. trade, no trade clause and stuff like that. Yeah, you're right. We saw that with, uh, you know, with Petro, you know, he was all about that, you know, more than anything on the money yeah. besides the money. He wanted that. He, he he was dead set on no trade clause, period. Um, and a lot of players are like that. No anymore, movement so. clause. No movement clause. There's a no, no movement clause. clause yep, which is even there. more restrictive. Yep. But yep. I don't know what other. Has I know to be like protected in any draft. Yep. An expansion, yeah, but I'm not sure what else there is. Like, there must be something more to it. Cause, like, so you cannot be moved uh, down to the AHL. You cannot be reassigned. So, essentially, you don't have to go through the waiver process and stuff like that. Um, and that's actually one of the reasons why Armstrong did not want to make that deal, period, is because, like, so say all of a sudden he falls off the face of the earth, right, meaning that his value is terrible, right, and you then cannot even move him down to AHL to get his head right. Um, gotcha. you just, yeah, it, it, all the power is to the player and not to the owner. And that's again, why Armstrong refused to make that mm-hmm. deal was the no movement rather than the no trade clause. Cause a lot of people are like, well, Oh, you gave, uh, you gave, uh, Oh my God. Uh, you gave Pareko a no trade clause. It's like, yeah, but it wasn't a no movement clause. There's a completely different element to that. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's why I was getting into that actually. Cause like, Tarasenko has a no trade clause. Pareko has a no trade clause. Like several people do. People that I'm sure plenty of fans would want to trade away if they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so just wanted to make sure that was clarified. Yeah. So let me let me ask you guys. You know, just get your reactions to this trade. Do you think it's a good deal or a bad deal? I'll start yeah. with you, Adam. I mean, did you like the Tarasenko trade? Yeah. I think what's the your, Rangers come. Yeah, I think that the Rangers definitely come out ahead of the two of us per se. It's not compl- It's not like it was just like we completely tanked this deal. I'm not excited about it per se because to me, looking at this deal, it's it's heavily favored for us in the future. So it's like mm-hmm. okay, I guess we're in a complete rebuild mode. So we're not going to even really try to be a contender anytime soon and because that's the kind of the, the how i see it we're in a complete rebuild mode and so we're not going to potentially be um you know in the playoffs or at least get past or get very far in the playoffs anytime soon especially when we're giving up our defensemen when we're already struggling and we talk about this week after week um it you know kind of really burned me there but uh, I at the same time, like I mentioned earlier, I am glad though that we were able to get something out of these guys before, you know, uh, you know, basically before it was too late and they walk and we get absolutely nothing. So at least we did get a you know a first round pick, potentially a third round pick, you know, if the fourth round, you know, obviously if they, uh, the Rangers uh, make the playoffs and then, um, you know, with Hunter Skinner and eh, just average underwhelming not excited at all about him you know the t-line and you know and, and blaise you know he's been injured this past you know season so it is what it is but then again at the same time vladdy's had his injuries too so it's like what does that look like long term so i mean it like i said i think that the rangers walked out you know probably with a, you know, probably with a stronger end of this for sure, yeah. in my opinion. Like I'd say they probably walked around like maybe like a, 
probably like a low A, maybe a B plus on this trade where we were like probably a low B, C plus ish, um, in my opinion. OJ, what about you? What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so I actually hate that uh, prospect more than Adam does. From what I was looking up, like, uh, you know, apparently he spent like the last, he's like 22, I think 22, 23. He's 21. He's 21. No, he's 22 now. He's 22 now. I saw oh, really? on some prospect site or something saying he's 22. I'm pretty sure he's 22. Uh, his the date of birth is, is April 29th, 2001. So, uh, so it would be his 20. It, I guess it would technically be his 22nd uh, or his, his age 22nd year, but he's not 22 yet. No. Okay. But so he will be. He, so it'll be he will be here in a couple months. Years. Yeah. The yeah, point is, yeah. he got demoted this last season from the AHL to the ECHL. So. That's pretty bad. Like he's wow. pretty old for that level. So <laughs> that's a that's a really bad demotion. So unless the Blues see something that they like, oh, we can work with this and make something out of him, like he's just never gonna probably amount to anything. He there's a good chance he never sniffs the NHL game time at all. But uh, other than that, you know, first round pick with a third, I kind of like it. I mean. Tarasenko has a no trade clause, so yep. your, your hands are tied there. You can't, you're not going to get them mm-hmm. as much value as you could. But uh, so you know, I don't mind losing Mikola, and the reason is because our defensive core is trash, and he's not good, or at least he hasn't been good with us. So like, I don't mind like clearing out some of the waste. You know what I mean? Just yeah, no, it makes like, sense. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if you're trading Tarasenko away, you obviously don't care whether you make the playoffs or not. Like, you may even be hoping yeah, for a higher up at this than point. anything else. Exactly. Right. So it's better to get – like, they just called up that Tucker kid. So it's better to get some young guys, some experience, see if you can hit on one of them. Because the Blues, mm-hmm. to me, they've kind of fallen into the Cardinals trap a little bit where they were so intent on competing that they refused to ever trust any – any rookies, you know, anybody from the AHL. And so next thing you know, you're buying all these old veterans and when they don't work out now, it's like, Oh man, I've got nobody to replace them. And then guys you traded away are starting to play well. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. if they had more opportunity at the NHL level, maybe they would have done that there. But, you know, so it's good to see what some of the young guys can do the rest of the way. And they'll probably play more entertaining hockey now, you know, since, I mean, <laughs> this is pretty, they pretty much, much have nothing left to too. lose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Any kind of hubris they may have had, that's got to be gone by now. <laughs> like your team, your GM just threw in the towel on the season because you're playing like such trash. So stop getting, you know, start doing what you need to do to win games. And OJ, you brought up that I think the, the the biggest caveat of this trade, looking at it right, was that Tarasenko had all uh, had full veto rights. Um, and there was a rumor going around, and it'll never be confirmed, but it was a rumor that Tarasenko said that he's only going to go to three teams, the New Jersey Devils, the New York Islanders, or the New York Rangers. So if that was true, then I think that this trade looks very good comparatively, right? But I, I don't know, obviously, and uh, that's not going to be confirmed yeah. probably until maybe after the season. Um, yeah. But there's a lot to, to kind of unpackage to this, right? So a, as you said to... 
you know, Skinner has had three years in, in the minors, and even his numbers don't look that great, right? So this is – I thought this was an interesting stat. So when he was drafted into the 2019 draft, he was pre-ranked uh, 120th of the prospects, right? So he was prospect number 120 in the NHL rankings when he got drafted. He now right. currently is 100 number 121 of all defensemen in the prospects. So he's <laughs> dropped yeah. tremendously wow. in value, right? Yeah. yeah. 15 goals and 27 assists in 115 games in the minor leagues. That's Jesus. crap. You know what I mean? I you get know, it. Even if you're a defensive defenseman, you know, people want to give trash to Pareko all the time, but at least it's not that number. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, unless there's something the Blues saw in his game and they're like, we got a guy that can totally fix that, you know, and that's going to be right. like what snaps him into place. All of a sudden he's going to, you know, surge forward in his development, he'll probably just never be anything. But what I do think could be interesting uh, is Sammy Blay, because I know that Rangers fans were actually, like, kind of happy with the way he played before he got hurt, like the year of the trade. But then, you know, somebody did some dirty play on or whatever. And this year he's just been getting, like, eight to ten minutes a night and done, like, nothing. Yeah, didn't he slew foot him or something? <laughs> yeah. It, it yeah, it was it wasn't really a slew foot, but it was a very dangerous from behind hit. Um, yeah. when I watched the hit, it was very jarring uh, to say the least. Um, and PK was like, "Oh, it, it, the thing about it, it's such a bang bang play. It's very similar to like how the Blues got away with a tripping penalty in in the Stanley Cup final, where the play like the player is going one way." And there just happens to be a stick there, but it, it's still PK Subban like doesn't stop his momentum. And as a professional hockey player, you have to be able to stop momentum or at least try. Things do happen. You see it all the time that they get called for boarding or whatever when they're they're going, but they're trying to move their body out of the way and they just can't because there's no enough not enough time. But it at least stops the impact. You know what I mean? Um, to to a certain extent, this was not that case, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and honestly, OJ, I'm in the exact opposite realm of this one. If you take a look at it, Sammy Blay has 10 points in 40 games a season. He's been a healthy scratch for 21 games a season so far. He's and been he's playing on the fourth line, game. dude. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to score points on the fourth line. Some of I, it's I role. Because you remember okay, when you played here, he flashed the talent of a top six forward at times. So it's like... He can clearly do it. He might be miscast there a bit. I, and I understand it completely. He's a fourth line, but he's been scratched 21 times this season. That's ridiculous. I know. So I know. I, and I, my thing about that is, are you going to want to retain his salary at a 1.9 million a year? I I, I don't I think, think so. But, you know, is he a UFA also? Yep, this season. Like I, every player apparently besides Skinner involved in this deal is UFA. I'm just it, curious it, to see how he'll play. Because you know he's gonna get a chance because <laughs> if there's a guy, yeah. he's a big dude that'll mix it up, and hopefully you know if he's healthy, then you know I think he could add you know actually add some skill too. So to say like a third line or something, you know. Yeah, to me he reminds me of an Andy McDonald who like Andy you know Andy McDonald was phenomenal and obviously had dealt with his concussions and stuff like that. But when he got a concussion and a knee uh, problem, I think that was 2000 and like 10, 2011 season or something. It was, I think it was 2011 season. And he was just never the same when he came back. And I think that's kind of what 
it looks like when you watch when you watch Sammy Blay play, it is very similar. I mean, he kind of feels like he's got a, like he's looking over his shoulder the entire time for a hit. You know what I mean? It's like almost a mental thing rather than actually being able to physically go out and do it. I, I don't know. That's just kind of my, you know, my take for it. You know, I'm definitely not, I'm not happy with Skinner. I think that was just a throw-in no, player. I, um, I, I'm not at all no. happy with that. And honestly, I think that we should have pushed for a better prospect potentially, especially, I mean, they had a couple of their defensemen, potentially younger defensemen, uh, looking at Zach Jones or, uh, or Robertson um, that, you know, we could have pushed for as well. But, you know, obviously a lot of that had to do with, like you were saying earlier, OJ, you know, with us uh, being limited as well with the dog trade clause or, you know, with, uh, or being limited to the, the, um, the, 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 the teams that we could actually trade. Power, with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. But if they were dealing, but I would, if we could have landed though, one of their other defensemen besides Skinner, I, I might've been a little happier with it, but it is what it is. Yeah. yeah another interesting, Another interesting stat to this as well. So by flow rank, uh, excuse me, flow hockey rankings, and they do um, like they specifically attack like prospecting, uh, prospect rankings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They uh, gave him a potential grade of C minus, and um, they project him for a bottom four pairing. So they what they do is this very similar to like NHL, like the video game where mm-hmm. you have like a potential, and then like this is where they're probably going to be better at and stuff like that. Bottom four pair in the C minus and potential. And a lot of them, like a lot of the writers were saying that he's most likely a, a lifetime AHLer. Um, so that's very similar to what you said, OJ as well. I mean, I'm okay with the draft capital that we got back out of it for sure. For um, sure. But like, I feel like for me, I'd much rather have taken another pick rather than having Skinner, if that makes sense. Agreed, hundred percent. Even if even if it would have been a, a late, a more of a late round pick, it would. I yeah, would like a that fourth, fifth round. round pick yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree, I, I, but maybe maybe they didn't want to give that up. <laughs> I guess not. Like, they were nah, like, we okay. don't want to give. They you wanted to get rid of this pick. guy. We'll They're like, yeah, you suck. So unfortunately, yeah, you got to take right. this. It is what it is. <laughs> you know. Hey, but yeah. I'm just I'm glad we got at least a first for Terrace for sure because for sure. that that I figured was like the floor of what I'd be acceptable with you 100%. know percent yeah mm-hmm. I mean at least we got so, like I said something for him because obviously a couple of years ago we almost gave him away for nothing so yeah, yeah. now uh yeah. now we got an extra first in this draft which yeah. is pretty nice yeah. to having two first round picks in this one. Yeah, for sure. And actually, that's what I wanted to say real quick, too, on that was so just to talk about that first rounder specifically, we already talked about the the fourth round, which is most likely going to become a third rounder for the 24, yeah. uh, 20, uh, 2024 draft. But it, it's projected. These are where the uh, projections are currently of these positions falling is Dallas will be 28th and mm-hmm. uh, Rangers will be 26. So what that means is so we, we, we would have the 28th pick overall. Um, gotcha. Yeah, for Dallas, because the Rangers aren't giving up the, the better of the two. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Makes sense. That's what it's projected for right now. So it would be a, a back end of that draft. But here's the thing about that, too, is the Blues have actually done a very good job on back first round pick um, <laughs> and stuff like that as well, like historically. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's something that Armstrong's pretty good about. The The scouting team is very good about. But as you said, yeah. OJ, especially with, and actually, Adam, you also brought up this point too. But with this, this draft deep. specifically, 
yeah, like it, it, I think it's it's going to be good to have first round uh first round draft picks and stuff like that. That's why I'm okay with like trading more to be able to go out and get more draft capital. However, a lot of NHL teams know that, so they may or may not be willing to deal a first round pick. Well, exactly. They're going to value their first rounders higher than other years now. Of so course, just, exactly. You know, to me, that's another point in Army's favor on this trade is he did get a first in a very deep draft. Like, you know, the Rangers really didn't want to give that up if they could help it. So, yeah, especially for a couple of players that may not be sticking around. So, yeah, and we exactly. didn't give any draft picks back either. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a hey, we'll give you like you're getting uh we're getting your first round, but we're giving uh you our third round. You know what yeah. I mean? Right, right. So yeah, yeah they basically no, gave I, up their future for for something that may be temporary. So yeah, and that's yeah, one thing. Yeah, some rental players. Exactly. If I yeah. remember correctly, wasn't uh. Robert Thomas wasn't he I think I remember reading a prospect profile on him and they're like yeah he's pretty much a high floor low ceiling kind of guy <laughs> like they made him sound really ho-hum <laughs> now he comes yeah. up and he's like one of the sickest passers in the league <laughs> like where are these people and that happens man <laughs> so yeah. it's super funny too so you want to hear one of the most uh like one of the I don't remember it word for word, but I can pretty much give a synopsis of it. But there was a uh, there was a um, an analyst that said this player will never play um, in the NHL. He is going to barely make the AHL. I don't know why this specific team drafted him. I, it, like he's never going to be anything. Right. Essentially, um, I will give you a hint. That team was the Red Wings. It was a seventh round pick. And the player was Pavel Datsu. <laughs> hmm. He yeah, was drafted in the seventh round, and it was a late seventh round. It wasn't the last. It wasn't mystery relevant, but it was the late seventh round. And he becomes a legend, you know, a Hall of Famer. So it's just oh, yeah. super funny were how they not, were, they, were they not more worried about him playing in the NHL because of like the Iron Curtain and shit back then? I mean, and to be fair, people didn't know nearly as much about some of the Russian players back then because of back. the Iron Curtain. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's like real concern. Like this guy might just stay in the KHL, that kind of shit, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, assuming, I, assuming Russia lets him even come over here. <laughs> yeah, there was that risk there. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. there, well, there was that that risk, especially whenever the war and all that just broke out. You know about how that was gonna all gonna go down. You know, with sanctions and everything. So yeah. But it seems like, you know, hockey is still a go, so. Oh, for now, and the reason why I say for now is um, there's not much, like, there's not much back and forth that the players have done. Because obviously they have the work visa, so they're living here. So like Terrace Engel, he didn't, if I I remember correctly, like, he hasn't gone back to Russia since the war with Ukraine started. Um, Really? But I think that, and I think that Ovechkin has, but Ovechkin is going to, get a fucking free pass you know what i mean he like, is gonna get a free pass i mean he obviously yeah. caught some flack you know uh in the uh the all-star game and the skills and all that you know bringing out his son and all this stuff and obviously because he's gonna catch more flack though because he has been friendly with putin but you know it is whatever it is so it yeah, is what yeah. It is. that's a pol- that's for a political podcast so <laughs> yeah, that's for a completely different thing well yep. uh let's let's 
move on here because I want to I want to play a little game with you guys here, it's, and it's going to be specifically around trades. Since we we're talking about you know the upcoming draft, we're talking about uh, you know obviously trying to go out and get some value for some of the players that are going to potentially be on the trade block. We don't know yet. We don't know what Armstrong's thinking. We don't know what the market looks like. But I did some research, and I have some players here in like packages and stuff like that. So I'm going to play a little uh, a game of buy or sell. So if you guys like this deal, you're going to buy it. If you do not like it, you're going to sell and give it the reason why, right? Cool with that? Okay. Sure. Right. So this first package I have here is War to Toronto. So this is a lot that uh, War has been linked to Toronto a lot. Um, this is one of uh -huh. the packages that keeps coming out. So the Leafs would get War, just War. Uh, the Blues would get the their uh, Toronto's 2023 20, first rounder, and we would also get Nick Robertson. So just to give you more uh, heads up on Nick Robertson, Nick Robertson is this number two prospect for the Maple Leafs in their system. He's 21 years old. He was a second round pick in 2019. Um, in juniors, he had 55 goals and 86 total points in 46 games. Uh, last year in the AHL, he had 16 points in 21 games. This current season, he has 28 points in 26 games. So that's what the package would be. So um, this prospect of Nick Robertson and a first rounder, you guys buying or selling? I'll start with you, Adam. Uh, I would, well, for a first rounder as well. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be the 23. Uh, the 2023 first round from Toronto and Nick Robertson for Roar. Um, I would sell. Yeah, so I think I would you sell. Say, meaning so that I would, yeah. you would take it? I would take the deal, yes. Okay, so you're buying the deal. I got you. Yeah, sorry, buying the deal. Okay. I would be selling yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, well, shit, how do we say this? So, But yeah, I got I you. So what, what's yeah. the reason? I would, why would, I would accept the deal. Point? I was going to say, I think that uh, Robertson uh, is a pretty strong uh, player, and I obviously think that getting in with another first-round pick uh, for uh, 2023, uh, especially that first round, is going to be very beneficial for our future. OJ, what are you, what's your take on this? Well, uh, so I'd rather get a defenseman than a left-winger. Like, much mm -hmm. rather. I feel like uh, the forward group is maybe uh, a position of strength for us for now still, even as bad as we are. I'd rather try and get a defensive prospect. Plus, this guy's actually had NHL time, according to the Toronto Maple Leafs site. So he has 31 games, seven points, three goals, four assists, minus one. On a high power – now, I'm sure – I don't know what role he's played there. He's probably been on like a third line. Fourth liner. Yeah, fourth Fourth liner. line when he came up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely not a fourth line type of player. He's five nine. Right. But oh, but wait, he's one eighty three. So like, <laughs> so he'll still he'll knock you over with his lower center of gravity. But pulling <laughs> ball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I'd rather try and get someone on the defensive end back. Also, but I don't hate this trade at all. If I'm the Blues. Um, Honestly, though, I might look for, like, maybe another pick in there or something because I, I just think Ryan O'Reilly is much more valuable than a first and this Robertson guy. I do. 
Yeah. And so we'll get to that in a second here. Um, so I'm assuming uh, for, for your OJ, you're selling this. You're not taking this deal. Selling it. I'm shopping army. I'm, I'm shopping at Ryan O'Reilly somewhere else. Right. And so I'm also selling this, right? I want more draft capital on this. I, I feel that Robertson's a decent prospect that could fit well with like the likes of Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, and even Booch, right? But I think that as your point, I think Roar is worth more than a first rounder and a prospect, right? Um, yeah. I get it. He's the number two for the Maple Leafs, like in the prospects. Um, I couldn't get like a full like list ranking on him, like prospect wise. Um, and he looks interesting. Don't get me wrong. He's 21. Um, looks very interesting to me, but I think that war is worth more than that. So yeah. now in, here, in the, go ahead. well, the reason I was so against him is just mainly because, uh, yes, he's young, but he has had 30 games in the NHL. He hasn't really done a whole lot on the score sheet with that. So it's a little scary if you're going to make him like a main piece of a trade. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, um, okay. Obviously, so I, I was going to say, but the other thing is, too, that we have to consider is obviously, you know, um, you know, Roar is going to be, you know, UFA very soon as well. So, I mean, we could keep shopping him, but. I think that, you know, our backs would be against the wall. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it, that's if he doesn't want to stay here. Like, yep. if he wants to stay here and that we believe we can get a deal work out, then we are, we're dealing from the position of power. You know what I mean? It just depends on if Armstrong sees this, okay, as a teardown, yep. you know, sell everything and then go out for this draft and go hard on it for the so that way we can try to build what the Canes have done, essentially. Um, or do we try to transition and, you know, keep a few pieces here and there and try to go out and get younger talent or whatever have you. you In my head, I'm thinking, I'm thinking start clearing house and start making some major changes, but that's just my perspective. So yeah, a hundred percent. Because I, and again, that's not a wrong perspective to have because part of me wants that to be quite honest with you, Adam. Yeah. Um, Just say, you know, screw it. Like I'm done with these in, in, a lot of that has to do with the frustrations that I've talked about on this podcast several times is I just don't feel there's an effort there and it, and it hurts me, you know, yep. as a deep blues yep. fan, like that hurts just the Nazi, the damn effort there. You know what I mean? So for sure. Yeah. Agreed. That's what I'm hoping they will sort out. I think if they can sort that out, then they could be a really good team really soon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they'll need to get rid of certain pieces that might be contributing to that. I think they just did today, honestly. As much as I never thought I'd say that about Vladimir Tarasenko, because that's like my favorite player. Because uh, mm. he's easily the best player the Blues have had since I really started following it cl- uh, hockey closely. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's not that kind of guy, but I think that he would want it to get out last year. Armstrong's like, look, I'll trade you if I can get a good deal. Otherwise, you play your ass off, increase your value, and that'll just make it easier for me to trade you. Well, he still wasn't traded. I have a feeling, I don't know. The only reason I think this is because they, the Blues actually had like a, a stretch of the, like they were like, had like a 597 win percentage after the eight game losing streak, right? And then all of a sudden, yeah. Tarasenko comes back and they drop five in a row going into the All Star break. And so to me, that says like, okay, he should have like been a shot in the arm. Instead, he seems to have dragged people down. Why is that? He's probably fucking mad about still being on the team because he doesn't like Doug Armstrong. And he's like pouting maybe a little bit. 
And we've seen that before from superstars. You know, they feel they have more power in the situation and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Like, I've been around Vladdy and stuff like that when I used to work for the Blues. He never – now, it's obviously a different time, different era. He was happy here and stuff like that, right? Um, he, To me, just doesn't seem like that type of person. That being said, he didn't really, like, do a lot with the team. Like, when the team went out, he never really, like, went out for drinks and stuff like that. He was more of a homebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, that man. being said, yeah. too – He's a family. Yeah, man, but that being dude. said, too, he was also one of the more recon- recognizable faces as well, where some of the other players might have been able, even Petro, man. Petro, one of the most recognized blues that's out there. He got away a lot with just putting a hat on. You know what I mean? It was kind of crazy. I I, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But Petrangelo is a pretty like average looking dude. Like, that is true. If you, see a, if you hear, and obviously, if you hear Vladdy, somebody talking, you know, speaking with a very thick Russian accent, you're going to be like, who the hell's yeah. that? Yeah. You know, Tarasenko definitely stands out in the crowd. Yeah. No doubt. Exactly. Especially with his dude. like, with his thighs. Like, apparently, his thighs are like as big as most people's waists or something. Like, dude, oh my God. <laughs> so it's, like it's crazy. He's monster got freaking tree trunks, dude. So what they used to do. Um, they used, uh, they used to, they, I don't think they do it anymore. Probably not, but they stopped. I think my third year with the, when I was working for the blues, um, they used to play soccer, the warm up, right? So they do soccer dribbling. So, you know, you hit it to each other and you just keep the ball up in the air, whoever, like if it's a bad pass or if you drop it, you're out or whatever. It used to be a big, big team things like the forwards used to do and stuff like that. They would always come in like the shortest short shorts that you've ever seen, like Larry Bird era shorts and hoodies. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. But, dude, Tarasenko's legs are unbelievably massive. And he's, for a winger, too, and a guy that doesn't scrap around, his forearms are massive, too. Like, it's not Matt Holiday forearms, but they're huge. It's just like, good Lord, this guy does work out a lot. And he's, I mean, he's a very, like, <laughs> built man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, let's get to a different package here. Um, because this one was also, uh, considered a lot. So this second package is also going to be, uh, roar to the Maple Leafs, but the Maple Leafs have sweet as uh, sweet in the deal. So roar, uh, to, uh, to the Leafs and then the blues re- get in return a, their, uh, 23rd, uh, excuse me, the 23 first rounder. They still get Nick Robinson and they also get Alex Kerfoot. So Alex Kerfoot last season had 51 points uh, in the 82 games. Um, I think he played center, if I remember correctly. What are your guys' thoughts? OJ, I'll start with you on this one. Damn, give me a second to look Kerfoot up. God. <laughs> Let me see. So this year, Kerfoot has uh, 52 games played, 23 points, 7 goals, 16 assists. He uh, does play center. I assume he's centering their third or fourth line. Uh, I believe so. 20 penalty minutes, yeah. <laughs> it's the fourth liner, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. Like I said, forwards just don't do it for me, man. Like, I guess we get right. two forwards, but we don't need forwards. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess it probably would be a fair trade, you know, like value wise, I suppose, but I don't think that value would be realized in St. Louis. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what I feel too, is I still, I, I want more draft capital. This is a good, I think this is a fair trade. It really is. And maybe even the blues come out a little bit ahead in the trade, so to speak, but it's just not what the blues I think need. 
So I, I'm selling that as well because I think he would want more draft capital. And, and Alex Kerfoot is not going to be a guy that's going to come in here and transform this team. Um, no. And I also believe that, you know, much, again, I'd much rather have the draft pick because I don't also want to worry about his contract. He's, I think he's a 2.1 mil, you know, contract. So, like, I'm not wanting to worry about that, you know, where I can put that asset of money towards somewhere else. Right. Yeah, exactly. Adam, yeah, what's, what's your thoughts on this? Being well, I mean, considering that I already, uh, you know, was uh, was on the buy. For taking the, the other one. Yeah, I'm taking yeah. the other one. Obviously, I'm taking this because obviously you're just sweetening the deal even more. And, uh, right. you know, we're. I mean, I see your I definitely see your point and I definitely agree, agree with you. We definitely need, um, you know, uh, to strengthen our D line at the same time. But I think overall, if I'm looking at the deal, <clears throat> you know, just w- w- one versus the other, I think it's definitely a fair deal for sure for Aurora. Um, but I see your right. point though, as, as far as, uh, wanting some more wanting draft uh, capital. Yeah. yeah. Running draft capital for sure. I see your point. I agree, but I think it's definitely a very fair deal though. All right, let's go to the third deal that uh, this has actually been talked a lot about um, as well. Um, and I even brought this up in the, the podcast, not this deal specifically, but I uh, brought up this team. Ryan O'Reilly goes back to the Avalanche. Um, so in this package, the Avs would get just war, uh, just war, but the Blues would keep 50% of his salary to the Blues. The Blues would get the first round, uh, uh, the 23 first rounder for the Avs. They would get the 25 second rounder, and they would get also Oscar uh, Olison, um, who this just to put a little bit into it. He's got 49 points in 55 games in the AHL last season. He is the top prospect in the Avs organization currently. Um, I, if you guys want me to, I can start with this one because I'm I'm a little bit more. This is going to be very counterintuitive, but I'm buying this. Like, I know you don't want to, like, give major prospects to your divisional rival, but mm-hmm. I like the draft picks. I And I'm I'm okay with Olison too. Like, I think that he, like, if he's shown a little bit, I'd much rather have a defenseman for sure. But at the same time, you can possibly pick that up in the first rounder or the second rounder. We know that first rounder is going to be a late first rounder. Um, that second rounder in 25 could be higher because the, uh, the abs – are going to run into some real draft capital or not draft capital, but like, um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, uh, contract cap space and stuff like salary cap space, yeah, yeah. uh, issues and stuff like that. So it could be higher, but I think getting a first round, a second round and the top prospect, I think that really goes a long way. So, uh, Adam, what's your take here? Would you buy this or would you sell this? Mm. So you're getting three picks you're saying? You would get two picks. You would get the first rounder of t- in 23. You would get the uh-huh. second rounder in 25. And you would get Oscar Olison as well, the, uh, the prospect for the abs. I think, honestly, that's a fair trade. So I, I would buy. Yeah. Yeah. OJ? I think I'd, I'd yeah. take that, too. I mean, for three months of O'Reilly or whatever, you know. Like, yeah. It's pretty hard to turn down although you know i might just out of principle because i wouldn't well, want to send an organization it, that would employ Nazim Kadri. like <laughs> i agree it, it would pain me i'm not gonna lie to see that for sure but i think it's definitely a fair trade for sure but i would hate to see that happen for him to go to I agree. the abs again oh that would that would suck it'd be like yeah. A, yeah. a punch in the gut for me but you know 
Yeah, that's why, like, again, as I said, it's kind of counterintuitive. You don't want to help out your right. rival, but at the same time, I feel like they're kind of giving you a they're giving you a gift with this deal. I don't yeah. necessarily like if, I think if this deal was to happen, this was this one was I, I can't remember like the date of like when somebody presented this deal, but I can't see the abs giving that much capital up for Roar. I mean, I know from what I've been reading, they really want Roar back. I just don't mm-hmm. see how they can. You know what I mean? They're, they're giving I, up their entire farm for this. Essentially. I mean, I know that they're a contender, obviously, per, you know, for sure. But they're not the team that they used to be uh, last year. I'm just saying. So, you know, True. they're not as big of a threat as they used to be. So. I wouldn't I yeah. wouldn't be opposed to it. I really wouldn't be. OK, let's get to uh, the next one. This is the last one I have for war. Um, this is roars to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, the Devils would just get Roar. Uh, yeah. The Blues would get the 20, uh, the 20, uh, oh my gosh, okay. The 23 first round pick, their 23 third round pick, and our, uh, uh, RSN Grit, uh, Grits, uh, oh gosh, Grits, I don't know, it, it's it's Russian. <laughs> Spell it for me, dude. G, uh, the last name is G-R-I-T-S-U, or Y-U-K, excuse me. I was trying to read my own handwriting too. That's okay. One more time. What was that? G R I G R I C. So grit. Grit shook. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Adam. Like it sounds. Grit shook. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Grit shook. Got it. Um. So grit shook. Um. Had 28 points in 39 games with the KHL last year, and this current year is 24 points in 44. So he's kind of he's pretty been pretty consistent when it comes to the points, right? Out of just the two years in the KHL. Um. You know, so again, but we're getting a first round and a third round. OJ, let's start with you on this one. Are you taking or are you selling? It really all depends how good this prospect is because, you know, look him up. he's another freaking winger, dude. He's a winger. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not going to do this there, deal. Why it's why all wingers. trying to get rid of wingers. <laughs> like, nobody wants to give up their defensemen. That's what I want. Apparently. I want a defenseman. Yeah. I don't care about wingers. Like, <laughs> right. He's wingers. Yeah. Take your third round pick back and give me a good defenseman. How about that? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hey. A oh, first okay. and OJ a nice South. defenseman prospect. That's all I'm asking for. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're not okay, asking you're for definitely much. selling. Yeah. yeah. Adam, what's your take on this one? I think I'm selling on this one too. I mean, honestly, I I'm looking here at Gritsuk and I don't really see much about him that's that's really like saying that this is worth the deal i mean let's see here so in the khl last year he did he did uh he had 16 goals in 39 games okay i mean like i said i yeah i don't i think i'm selling on this one yeah, and this is that's exactly kind of where I had it too. I'm selling this. I, I'm not taking this deal at all. And there, I like the draft capital. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not sold. I don't on think it's too. worth it. You know, what I, yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm not sold on him. So if you gave me a defensive prospect, um, even if it's like a mid range prospect, I'm happy with the draft capital. But yeah. I'm just not. I'm not taking the deal because I'm not sold on a piece that's in that deal. And then having to deal with that being on the roster and stuff, and or trying to move him for a seventh round or whatever. That's mm-hmm. you know, it's just not worth it. Agreed. All right, last one I have for you guys is uh, this is not Roar because really the only one that we have major trade talks is obviously around Roar. 
Uh-huh. It's for Barbie, for Barbashev. And Barbashev to the Boston Bruins. To Boston. Mm-hmm. In this deal, um, Boston would get Barbie, and the Blues would only get the 2023 second-round pick from the Bruins. Um, I'll start with Adam. You taking or selling on this? Ah, man. I don't, I don't think I'm taking that. I really don't. I mean, yeah, I know. I just, yeah, I was going to say, I know that Barbie's not, you know, the tip top shave here, but at the same point, I just think that he's worth more than that. I'm sorry, dude. Yep, and that's exactly what I have. I'm selling this because I just don't think there's enough return. I mean, he I don't might think not necessarily so, be he might not be worth a first rounder, but he's at least worth a second round and then like a fourth or fifth something. Round, you know yeah, I, mean? I feel like they need to throw prospect. something in. Yeah, right, a defensive prospect or something like that, mm-hmm. and a second rounder. Okay, I'm more in for it. But I think that Barbie has shown you flashes of even a, a first round pick. So for me to just trade him off for a second rounder, even in this deep draft, I just don't think that there's enough capital. OJ, what's your what's your take on it? Yeah, same. Uh, I don't know. For Barbashev, man. Mm-hmm. The thing is, he is a nice little player, and I think the Blues actually do want to keep him. And he's not going to get yeah, enough money. So it's like you can't resign him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's a guy you could be afford to be a little more patient on, I think. So maybe that would help get a little more for him uh, in relation to some of the other guys. Yeah, and there was a report that came out that said that they, uh, the Blues already told this camp we're not going to resign you or whatever, so we're going to look to trade you. That was turned, like, immediately, like, a day later was like, no, that's not true. I don't know who said that. <laughs> like, his agent and the Blues, like, you know, front office was like, uh, that's just a rumor. That's never happened. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Right, well, guys, um, yeah, that that's it that I have for uh, All right. the packages and stuff. Uh, let's, uh, but this was a fun game. I'll keep that in mind, you know, uh, the buy and sell and stuff like that for maybe for future, but let's get to a different game. Uh, this is a game that we've all played every single person, including our listeners at one point in time. It's a great drinking game. It's a great sports analyst game. It's a great game overall. And it's a game of would you rather? Um, so we have, uh, two questions of would you rather written out for each of us, uh, just for the listeners, I guess I should say, I should have put a preamble to that. Um, so I have two questions specifically written out for Adam, two questions specifically written out for OJ. Um, and they have, you know, questions written out for me and each other, vice versa and stuff like that. We will all comment on them and stuff like that, but it's going to be a lot of fun just to see what people's reactions are, um, to, to what we got to say. So is there anybody that would like to start with one or would you rather have me start with one? Cause I don't mind either way. I can, uh, I can start with one. All right. So Who my, Oh, I was, isn't this for both of you guys or just one of you guys? Just one. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. I guess I'll direct this to, uh, you, Josh. So would you rather, have the blues go into because I don't think we fully addressed this. Would you rather have the blues go fully into rebuild mode and like tear it down, or would you rather them try and do more of a retool, get a you know get a couple nice high prospects and try and out some young players and stuff? So I've been thinking a lot about this. Right, that's a very good question because at one point in me I want to stay competitive, but at the other point, like nothing. 
it's kind of what I said a little earlier that the players are just pissing me off right now. Um, that I just don't feel like there's a lot of heart. And as much as people want to give Bennington shit, I think Bennington's kind of the only guy that's been showing me heart um, that's out there. So I'm okay with like keeping him or whatever, but I just don't know if that's going to be part of like a complete like teardown. Uh, there's also pieces I feel like you cannot get rid of like Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. And the reason for that has nothing to do with the fact that I want to keep them. Um, like I want to keep Robert Thomas. Uh, and at this point I want to keep Jordan Cairo too. But it's more for the fact that contracts, I don't think you can even get rid of those picks. Right. I think that for me, I much rather burn it down, though. Um, if I have the option of getting to where we're exactly at every year, like for the next like five years of maybe barely making the playoffs, or do we tear down and have a really good young team that has a chance like the and then we can be the buyers every single season because we have a low, uh, low overhead on our salary. Uh, our salary cap and we can go out and get veterans to make those pieces work um we could be again like the carolina hurricanes like the new jersey devils those are teams that are on the rise um and to a certain extent like the edmonton oilers as well so that if you're asking for my take that's what i would do for sure and to give my perspective on this real quick we haven't been the same i know josh and i we've had this conversation we haven't been the same since we went into the bubble you know during covid 2020 um and since that point on, um, they've just been, you know, very disappointing. And obviously the uh, the passion is gone. Uh, I think you could probably tell from my answers earlier with the trades. I am all about let's, you know, scorch earth here, so to speak. And let's start over from scratch, so to speak. And uh, let's let's rebuild this team. So I'm totally in agreement with, with you there, Josh, because I'm uh, I'm getting frustrated. I think we all are. And uh you know, I think we've exercised pretty much every option as far as line changes and, uh, you know, bringing people up from, uh, you know, the HL and everything else and trying to see if we could, uh, you know, kick some some uh, some asses into gear, so to speak. And it just yeah. doesn't seem that it's doing the trick. So I think this is last ditch effort. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much to that point where. You know, I think we need to re- we need a serious rebuild if we actually want to be a contenders in the future. OK, what about you? Well, uh, I I don't know how to not compete, Josh. So. <laughs> <laughs> all I do is win, baby. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, I honestly don't think we're that far from getting back into being true contenders. I really do think that. It takes it would take less moves than people would realize to fix things a lot. So that's just my take on it. I wouldn't give up yet and want to tear it down. But maybe we should revisit that at the end of the season <laughs> after we've seen how they play I the rest so. of the way. <laughs> yeah, For because sure. it, it to it should just to get to the question before we get to another one here. It, it's it's just hard to stay patient, but there's so much emotion that I have wrapped in this season right now. I need to remove myself from it and then take a look at it and be like, okay, what are the actual pieces and stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I mean, well, I'm actually looking forward to watching them now for the first time in a long time. Cause I think yeah. this trade's going to shake them up a little bit and we'll finally start seeing Callie Rosen play more and all that stuff. So, well, I have an interesting question for Oliver since this kind of plays into this a little bit then, since you kind of want to see us, you know, uh, keep going out there and fighting instead of potentially rebuilding. I, I wanted to get your take on, would you rather see the bla- the Blues actually get into the playoffs and maybe make a run 
or would you miss out on the playoffs for a better chance at a draft pick? Oh man, give me playoffs. Give me playoffs. Okay. Okay. I always think back to like, think about the Chicago White Sox and all that crap. You know what I mean? Uh How many teams do go into the tank and then they just never come out? Like next thing you know, you might be going like eight years of losing records and it's like nobody's showing up. Everything sucks. Nobody likes the team anymore. (laughs) All right. Got to be a little careful. He's committed. He's committed. All right. I'm committed, man. I mean, you can, if you've got a good GM and I believe Doug Armstrong is a good GM, you can pull off some cool stuff. So we'll see what happens. Cool. And Armstrong, we trust and Mo, we cuss. I heard that today. I, that I like both of those guys, but <laughs> I, I know Mosaic has played off, off some good things. We just are not patient as like you know getting free agents and shit. Well, yeah, no, most most of the people that fuel all that are quite frankly, I think they're children. Like I think their minds yeah. never developed fully because they're really in like the eh, give me big shiny now. <laughs> most ridiculous. Hey, <laughs> what about you adam would you take playoffs or would you rather uh get a higher draft pick i would rather take the higher draft pick at this point especially um with the the draft pool that we're going to have available to us um i think that even if we do squeak into a playoff spot we will uh we will not make it past the first round in my opinion it, yeah and for know. me it really depends yeah, it, for me, it really depends on where that draft pick's at, right? If we're talking about a top 10, I'm, I would take playoffs. If we're talking about top five, I'm taking the draft pick. You know what I mean? Um, that's just kind of where I'm at. It just really depends on yeah. wherever that would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, it, I mean, because if you make, like, the Western Conference Finals or something, like, that would be incredible <laughs> from where they're at right now. Yeah. Like, that would probably be more impressive I, than when they won the cup. <laughs> I, yeah. I was going to say, I think the odds are uh, like 2.6% that it will, you know, even make it in the playoffs at this point. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty low. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So we'll see. But yeah, I, like All I said, right, Adam. I'm, I'm pretty much hardcore on, I'm ready for rebuild, but that's just probably the frustration to me. So it is what it is. All right, All right, go I ahead, got Josh. one for you, Adam. That's yeah, that's off of hockey. <clears throat> so, and I think I really want to like get your your reaction to this one. <clears throat> Would you rather see Albert Pools retire as a member of the Angels, or Oof. would you rather see Yadier Molina become the manager of the Cubs? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Right, dude. No, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but. There is no way I could deal with Yachty going to the Cubs and managing the Cubs. There's no way, dude. I'm sorry. I, I love Albert, love the years that he he spent with us and all that. But yeah, Albert would be uh, with, uh, with 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 uh, out in L.A. and Yachty would not be managing the Cubs, in my opinion. I'm sorry, but there's just that's that's brutal for us. I mean, the Cubs already are, you know, trying to take a stab here at us anyway with. Uh, you know, maybe some of the changes that they've been making and then for them to get Yachty uh, to manage them. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, that's just a that's just a kick in the nuts. You know, for hell sure. no. I couldn't do that. There's no way. That's just okay, me. What about you? <clears throat> well, uh, so first of all, there's no way Yachty would ever match for the Cubs. 
Like he almost he almost killed Chris Bryant for saying that St. Louis is boring. Like I don't think he's gonna go. Uh, that but if he did, <laughs> that said, uh, I'd say the, the I would rather have Albert retiring as an angel because yeah, I can't imagine Yachty trying to win a World Series or potentially winning a World Series uh. as a Cub. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. There's no way that doesn't hurt my soul just to even think about. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Well, I have a I have another very cringy question actually that I would love to ask Josh. Actually, this is another cringe. Yeah, so both of these players play for teams you cannot stand. They're nasty on the ice. But if you were forced to take one of them to play for the blues would it be brad marchand or patrick kane you gotta be hitting me i have something <laughs> very freaking similar for you all right uh or, well, we hold can just on. share actually, it together then yeah but uh, so i, I was like if one, we're gonna be nasty we're gonna be actually, nasty so it's actually for oj right okay. so um but so i'll <laughs> do that so let me i'll, I'll do the next one after this but would i rather have patrick kane or brad marchand this is super sinful I much rather have Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane at least represents the United States of America, uh-huh. and like, like that—that's my thing about it. He's also a better goal scorer than Brad Marchand is. He's not a rat. Yes, he's a douchebag. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, punching like you know older cabbies and beating the hell out of him with his cousin or or whatever the hell he's doing. He's a douche. I don't want him on this team. <laughs> but if I had to choose between that, I'm trying to have the so douche than the rat. Me. You're telling me you'd rather have the guy on the team that beat up a 60-year-old cabbie over cab fare? <laughs> the both the guy that has a dick on the ice? Brad Marchand's a dick on the ice. Patrick Kane should be in jail. Like, he should not be in society. He's raping people up here now. <laughs> yeah, like, there's not, a big I'm difference. I'm not defending his ass. <laughs> Brad Marchand licked some Dude's face I know, on the ice. I know, I know, but that's not as bad as beating somebody and raping a woman. Like, I know. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> if it's me, believe it or not, I think I would side. I, I know you would hate this answer, Josh, but I would side with Marshawn because he is such a pain in the ass, but he would be our pain in the ass, so to speak, that we would be able to unleash on other teams. He is one of the things that you just absolutely despise, but the fact is he wouldn't be coming up against us. He would be the one just being a complete pest, you know, and obviously, you know, so anyway. And, that's that's, and he hasn't licked anyone in a while. He's getting yeah, better. Yeah, he's getting better. <laughs> he's you know he's improving. <laughs> That you know of. But he hasn't raped anybody to to OJ's point that, that we know of. <laughs> yeah. Beat up caddies. So. Yeah, like as far as I know, he behaves himself all sides. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. give and me I, that guy. Yeah, I I know he's a rat, but you know it is what it is. So. Yeah. It was a cringe uh, question. Uh, you know, it's meant to be a cringe, cringe question. question. So. Yeah. It's a cringe question. You know, the good cringe. So my next question. one. The next one is for OJ. I don't think it's nearly as the level of cringe because I think I know the answer, but I wanted to get the answer anyways. So very similar. If you had to have this one person on the blues, would you rather have Padre on the blues or would you rather have Brent Seabrook on the blues? Ooh. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh... 
I don't even know. So it's the wakey-wakey guy or the cheap yep. shot artist that injures somebody every playoffs. Yeah, but he was on our side, though. That's the thing, you know. I loathe both of them, but, like, at this stage, Nazem Kadri's at least a better hockey player than Brent Seabrook. So... Kadri, I totally had it up for Seabrook. I kind of rate them equally. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I know Seabrook's taunting a dude that's clearly concussed out of his mind on the ground. That's so scummy, but... Kadri's also so scummy, and just right now, Kadri's a better hockey player, so that's what made the decision for me. All right, fair enough. What about you, Adam? I'm going Kadri, and you know, at this point, hey, that could be a bonus for us. So if he's uh, if he's knocking dudes out and he's you know wrecking their careers, um, I'd rather him play for us. So <laughs> exactly, Let you know what I mean? We could have a bunch. We could have a whole team of douchebags, <laughs> but at least there are douchebags. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, all right you know. oj uh <laughs> you have do you have another one uh let me think about it uh no i don't no you guys covered mine okay why well, I, I was gonna say i have a couple more questions unless you want to ask another one josh or whatever um you can go ahead i got two more so okay. yeah go well, ahead. i haven't actually asked I was going to say i didn't actually get to talk to you about cardinal stuff or whatever yet and i would love to actually Ooh. Uh, talk yes. cardinal stuff. Uh, question for Josh. So this is a what if situation. What if the Cardinals actually beat the Phillies and we actually made it all the way to the World Series last year? And we're in game seven of the World Series versus the Astros. All right. The game is on the line in the bottom of the ninth inning. There's we have two out and we're down six to three. But the bases are loaded. Now, do you put up Nolan Arenado or Paul Goldschmidt for your next at bat? Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. Okay. And and why do you do? And why choose now, on him? So yes, Goldschmidt had a phenomenal run. Um, but mm-hmm. at the end of the year, Nolan Arenado was a better hitter than yep. Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt yep. uh, went through a very very cold streak. Um, mm-hmm. and Nolan Arenado hit two home runs that should have been home runs. And I what I mean by that is. Because of the wind and the ball just not carrying, he hit them so damn hard he thought they were gone, and they just literally went to the track and died. That was in game one and game two. Um, so that was, you know, to me, I, I would have put – I have a better chance with Nolan Arenado rather mm-hmm. than Goldschmidt, who could easily have walked in game one and decided to swing at a pitch literally in the fucking dirt. So, yes, yep. I would say Arenado. All right. For sure. You, OJ? Yeah, I mean, I think Josh gave, like, the objectively correct answer. I don't think there's room for debate. (laughs) Very good. The answer is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, Let's let's do this one. I have one more for uh, for you, OJ, then I have one more for uh, Adam. Uh, I'll start with you, OJ, um, because this is going to go back to hockey. All right. Would you rather be banned from attending – watching or listening to all blues games or would you rather attend all blues games but have to sit to a blackhawks fan every single game and when i mean blackhawks fan i mean the obnoxious ones that don't even know their own history like they don't know who chris jellyos is and shit yeah yeah so you're telling me i literally have the blues knowledge of the blues is completely stricken from me like i can't 
even keep up on scores. I mean, you can't not that watch it, them. You, know, you can read it about in the news and stuff, but you can't watch it. You can't uh, it on the you radio. Can't go to the games. You can't listen to it. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. You can't do any. <clears throat> can you not even go one? Can you can't you watch it on sports. Watch the rerun. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely just going to every game then, I guess. As long as I got yeah, the money. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're going to deal with a Blackhawk fan because, like, just screw it and try to, like, because you're either going to kill him at, before I, the end of the season and be I have a great anyways. answer for this. I have a great answer. This is St. Louis, yeah. man. You think I'm going to run away from my territory for some little bitch Blackhawks fan? Come on, dude. I have a great answer for this one, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. The answer is simple. You absolutely go to every goddamn game and you wind up punching the dude and knocking his lights out at every fucking game (laughs) and you enjoy it. There's nothing better than watching the blues and punching a black hawk in the face. (laughs) Yeah. All the security personnel cheer. And they, (laughs) they will. And you can't be banned at this point because I have to go to every game now. Well, because that go. guy's wearing a Blackhawks sweater. So Very good. good. <laughs> yeah. So it's all enjoyable. I mean, whether win or lose, I still win. Yeah. I get to go to a Blues game, and I get to punch a Blackhawk fan. I mean, what could what could a be bunch better? Of my friends that, that is much of my friends for the security down there would not like me because I would be stirring up so much shit. But yeah, I think I'm with you guys. I would be going to every game. And trying to ignore the Blackhawk fans around me. Oh, you're ignoring them. Oh, hell. I get violent. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to cause more paperwork and trouble for my friends in security, okay? Adam would just massacre them. <laughs> I would. I would literally just go there and just make his life a living hell. Yep. I would purposely be a douchebag just to this guy because I'm a vengeful, you know, just asshole, though, I guess, yeah. maybe. You know, if you out I would literally out, just taunt beat. the fuck out of the guy just to piss <laughs> <Exactly>. him off. <laughs> exactly. And eventually he'll have to leave. He will. <laughs> I would literally force him to stop coming to the damn games. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to, I'll slash his tires. All right, Adam. So do you have another one for us? Yeah, I've got a question for OJ, actually. Um, so I think I know where you're going to go with this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, since it's been a little over three years since our last Stanley Cup for the Blues, but it's been over a decade since the Cards have won a World Series. At this point, would you rather see another Stanley Cup next or another Commissioner Trophy next? I want another World Series next for sure. Okay. It's uh, it's a timing thing. Like, it's uh, exactly how I look at it. <laughs> All right. What about you, uh, Josh? I'm a bigger Blues fan than I am a Cardinals fan, so I have to have the cup again. Like, gotcha. that's just, yeah, for me. Like, I mean, I, I want the Cardinals to obviously win, um, but, you know, I also believe that the Cardinals are closer to winning than the Blues are at this point, so <laughs> I'm definitely going yep. to the Stanley Cup. For me, it's Stanley Cup because it's a harder uh, trophy to, to not only to earn, but we also have, um, what, 11 of them? Uh, the Cardinals have under, you know, 11 rings. So um, I would rather see another cup in my opinion, but interesting perspective. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, All right. I got one last one for you, Adam. Yeah. All right. Would you rather have the chiefs win this Super Bowl, but 
have to wear a Joe Burrow jersey for the next five years, and I'm talking day and night. What? Or would you rather have the Bengals win three of the next Super Bowls? All right, we're going to just wear the jersey. I'm sorry. We'll just wear the damn jersey. I don't want to see the Bengals win the next three Super Bowls. Yeah. We'll wear the stupid jersey. It'll be funny. We'll make a joke out of it, and we'll have a good time with it. We're going to win we'll the Super Bowl. I, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, I, but I don't want to see the Bengals win. No, no. Yeah, I don't I'm see with them you. I'd be, wearing the, I'd be wearing the jersey. And yeah, I would I'll, be I'll like, make a funny like, joke about it or whatever. Catch up all over me. For yeah, sure. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll make a funny joke of it or whatever, and it'll be it, and that'll be, you know, so it is what it is. But I ain't doing that. Give it up. I'm with you there. Three, three Super Bowls. Hell no. All right, Adam. Uh, so I know you wanted to bring up some stuff for the Cardinals. Um, was there uh, sp- anything specifically you wanted to bring up for that? No, not necessarily. I mean, we can touch on them briefly if we have any big news, but uh, – um, I was going to say, I haven't really heard much recently, um, in the news, but other than, um, you know, I know that, uh, the roster is set now. I think we're getting ready to, uh, for opening day, I think we're getting ready to report soon to, uh, to Jupiter, the, uh, the pitchers and everybody. So, um, looking forward to, uh, baseball starting back up here soon. Hell Yeah. So we've got a lot coming up. I was going to say the season will be before, you know, will be started. But um, I'm stoked. uh, I am stoked as well. And and MLS first game ever will be coming up February 25th. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I believe XFL. Yes. XFL on the 19th of February, too, I believe. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And people will finally be able to watch football again in Missouri. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> in St. Louis, I mean. And St. Louis actually have a local team. So, Kaka, yeah. I'm happy about that. So, well, actually, that's a question then for 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 OJ. Um, I know that you're obviously not uh, not a follower of the uh, the NFL, but uh, will you uh, be interested in XFL stuff or, or following the of the Battlehawks? Okay, okay, absolutely, cool. absolutely. I was watching I them last good. time too. Nice. It's a damn shame that virus hit when it did because they had something going there. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I like the coach. Like, you know, that we all had our quarterback. Like, yeah. Tommy, like, yeah, oh, I wish I he was back. Like, <laughs> yep. And our kicker who was. You know, I wish kick- too as well. Yeah. Our kicker yeah. who was uh, um, kicking like record. It was like uh, uh, Rosalino, I think was his name. And. Yeah, he was actually pretty amazing. He was he kicked that one game that uh, Josh and I went to uh, that record uh, 58 yard uh, goal. Yeah, field goal or whatever. It was the the record in the, all of XFL history. You know, all of <laughs> yeah. many games. But still, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, he kicked a 58 yard field goal in the XFL. Yeah. That's still yeah. pretty impressive. You I know? mean that'll get you a job, a just, dude. <laughs> for sure. He's the Justin yeah. Tucker of the XFL. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But anyway. Yeah, it sucks we won't have a mobile quarterback this year. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, I think that was like the secret sauce in the XFL is like mobile quarterbacks ran that league. Yeah, for sure they did. Yeah, AJ McCarron is definitely a pocket passer, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. 
better have some stud wide receivers and a good old line. Some good running sure. game, whatever. Need something. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Let's go. I'm ready. Yes, sir. Yeah, I am I am ready for the Super Bowl and uh it's gonna be exciting. We're back in it again. Yeah, for sure. The Chiefs, boy, the Chiefs. The Kelsey yeah, Bowl is on on Sunday. Yeah, so for anybody living under a rock, the Chiefs uh, have won another uh, hunch, uh, trophy, and the Eagles are going to be uh, taking them on as they won the NFC. Um, it's very interesting when you look at the preview of this one, right? Um, the, Chief, or the Eagles are favored right now by one and a half points uh, over the Chiefs. There's a lot of things about the Eagles that scare me, especially the way they ran the playoffs at them. But, you know, in Mahomes, we trust, right? Absolutely, I do. 100%. They are very strong, and his head is in the right place. Um, as far as that goes, I think he's going to be very healthy and ready to rock uh, come Sunday. I think that the Chiefs will come out dominating. Um, I know that, you know, some of the some of the the uh, the sports analysts are, you know, favoring the the Eagles, which I actually, in my opinion, I would rather be under that pressure myself. Um, going into this, I think that we are going to fight harder than the Eagles and we will end up being, we will end up defeating them. Yeah, it's going to be, excuse me. Um, be it's going to be very interesting. Right. I'm taking a look at uh, the, I'm taking a look at the injury report, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, okay. So Trey Smith, our guard was a full participant in practice today, which is Thursday. Uh, Pacheco is back full participant. McKinnon, um, Tony full participant, Juju Smith Schuster, full participant. Um, Willie Gay, full participant. The only Mm -hmm. one that was limited in practice was Ladarius need. I think we really need. Oh yeah. Yeah. With his knee. Yeah. Secondary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was, but but he's closer because he is a limited participant. But it being Thursday, and this is his it was his first practice. We'll see you know what happens. Yeah. But um, I think the Eagles, though, I thought they had more limited participants than we I thought they had they quite do, a few. But not but not impact players, you know what I mean? I, so yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah, AJ Brown was <clears throat> it was just unrest. He had limited practice, and th- uh-huh. a lot of these are they can choose if they're gonna practice or not. But AJ Brown will be out there. Excuse me, Travis Kelsey. Like for example, like they're limited, uh, limited. But if you look at it, the reason why is all these guys are rest. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know, uh, Darius Slay, Robert Quinn. Those are big players, right? Josh Sweat. Those are all big players, but they were all just getting rest. Fletcher Cox, same thing. Now the ones that didn't, Lane Johnson had um, had a groin injury. He's been limited in practice Wednesday and Thursday. Uh-huh. Um, that is kind of a concern for them because Lane Johnson's one of their better, uh, you know, old linemen. Um, but yeah, most of their stuff is like they're a pretty healthy team at this point. I mean, we're pretty honestly, we're going to be in here pretty evenly matched um, against them. And actually, so. I, yeah, and I got some like some comparison, uh, comparable like stats here, dude. So, mm-hmm. um, points per game, the Chiefs are number one, the Eagles are number two. The Chiefs per game get twenty three point seven points, the Eagles twenty two point nine. So mm-hmm. that's very uh, similar. Th- this is where things get to be very interesting, right? So the passing attack. So this is rated on yards and touchdowns. The mm-hmm. uh, Chiefs number one, forty one touchdowns, five thousand uh, two hundred and fifty yards. The Eagles eleven. 
25 touchdowns, 4,364 uh, 4, yards. Rushing attack, though, is the, almost the exact opposite. The Chiefs are in the 14th with 18 touchdowns, 1,970 yards. The Eagles, number three, with 32 touchdowns, mm -hmm. 2,509 yards. Well, when you look at the defense, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but if our defense comes out like the defense of the D-line did, you know, a couple weeks ago against the Bengals, I, I think we're going to stop them. I really do. Our defense really stepped up in that game. And I honestly think that if they continue, uh, you know, stopping them like they were, um, I think that with a healthy Mahomes and a healthy, uh, you know, like you just ran down the whole list there of all those guys with them being healthy on the O-line, I honestly think that's going to put us with the advantage here. So, but this is interesting, right? Because it's going to be strength on strength. So obviously we're a passing team. They're a rushing team, right? Mm -hmm. Our, our, uh, the Eagles strength of their defense is in their secondary. Their secondary ranks number five in the NH, uh, NFL. With tw they uh, have only allowed 22 receiving touchdowns this year. 3,057 uh, yards through the air. They also have 17 interceptions. Um, compared to like us in our secondary, we're 25th. We've allowed 33 touchdowns, 3,756 yards, and we only have 11 interceptions. Now, again, this is where strength on strength, right? We're a good run-stop team. The Chiefs are number seventh in run-stop. Uh, run we've only allowed 10 rushing touchdowns, mm -hmm. 1,823 yards, and we've also forced 12 uh, fumbles. The Eagles are 15th, though, so there's not as big of a, uh, a disparity there on the defensive side of things. Uh, they have allowed 15 touchdowns, two, uh, 2,068 yards, and they force 15 forced fumbles. A lot of this, I think, is going to come down to the pass rush, So, which many people don't understand. The Eagles, yes, they had the number one pass rush. They have 58 sacks this year, but the Chiefs are number two with 55. But the biggest thing about it is they have three people that are over 10 sacks. We only have one. Mm. That means that's that's that has a lot to do with how Spagnola runs his defense. He has a mm -hmm. lot of safety blitz. He has a lot of outside blitz, and he rotates a lot more frequently than other defensive coordinators do. But it's going to be, can our offensive line hold up against their pass rush? If you can, I really think that our wide receivers are going to be able to unlock that. But I really believe that, honestly, for the for the Chiefs, it's not even Patrick Mahomes that's going to be the key. I think mm -hmm. it's going to be Pacheco. Yeah, if we can yeah. get, I'm thinking if they, going, can, if they are able, if yeah. they can't control, if they are able, if they can't contain him or or Travis Kelsey, um, that's going to be key for them, you know. Yeah, for me, again, like if we can have some sort of running game to complement the passing game and keep them honest, it's going to be lights out. It's going to be very hard to stop. And then it's really hard to stop the Chiefs, period, when you're chasing points the entire time. Right. Yeah. Um. So it just really, man, I, I don't know. And I think that this is very like I'm comfortable. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Um. I've been very confident that they're going to be able to win all season long. Um, in the AFC championship game, there was a little nerve wracking moments, but I was very confident that they were going to win. I just, I was very calm. It's just like game seven in the 2019 Stanley cup finals with the blues. When they won, I was a wreck that entire series, except for game seven, game seven. I was eerily calm. I was well, very <laughs> calm going to the AFC championship. I game. feel I'm very calm. calm. Yeah, I, yeah. I do too. Yeah, I do. I, and the fact is, uh, I was doing just a little digging here. 
and I think this was just a fun one. There's a uh, there's a guy on Reddit who has famously picked the wrong Super Bowl winner 15 straight seasons in a row. Like he always bets. Wow. Uh, and he literally had the receipts and everything. And he actually just posted recently. Um, showed the receipts and everything where every single year for the last 15 Super Bowls, he's picked the loser. And lo and behold, he picks the Eagles to win. So will he prevail as being the loser for the 16th time? We'll find out. But I like our odds. Yeah, and that's the thing about it is when you get I think that experience really goes into a lot. And, you know, for the Eagles, yes, they they finally won one back in I don't even remember what year it was like 2000 and like 13. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it felt like I mean, that. hell, we we beat them. I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, you know, in our, you know, head to head or whatever. I think we beat them in the past, you know, few matchups that we've had or whatever. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't really ever look into that stuff because like the I understand completely different, you know. Well, it, sure. Jaylen I mean, Curtis I think we had one. I think we had one like last year that we, you know, because we, we played against the Eagles last year, but and we ended up winning pretty soundly. But I know it's a different team, but still, it's not completely. Yeah. So but, I, I, yeah, of course. And I, I, that's why I like for me, I, I never really try to look at those matchups unless it's in the same year, because then it's like obviously apples for apples. Sure, I get um, it. But, but yeah, it to me though we have a team that has made deep runs a lot, so we know what it takes to win. I mean, obviously going to five consecutive AFC Championship games, wow, and hosting. So you know we have a lot of successful wins. We have Patrick Mahomes, who's won a uh, you know won an MVP, most likely going to win a second one. He's mm-hmm. gonna he's won a Super Bowl MVP. Um, he's won a Super Bowl before. You have Andy Reid, who has now been to this will be his fourth Super Bowl that he's been to. Um, so that goes in a lot of experience as well. Spagnola has now been a part of four uh, Super Bowl, uh, you know, teams gone that not win, obviously, but is, this will be his fourth time in the Super Bowl as well as a defensive coordinator. Um, you know, and obviously Travis Kelsey, this will be his third. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's there. There's I think that that XP and once you get like settled in. And I think that whoever can settle in and get to their game plan quicker in this game and not allow the noise to affect them, I think it's going to win this game. I just I'm telling you, man, I'm just comfortable. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to do this for sure. Definitely. People can bet against Patrick Mahomes all day long, but I just never bet against him ever. Yeah. I was going to say, what do you think on the odds of uh, uh, for MVP? Oh, I think that it's pretty much a done deal for him at this point in time. Um, cause pretty much every single analyst has said that he's going to win it. Um, and I think that if he doesn't win it, they're, they're high. He had the most passing yards and he mm-hmm. had the highest touchdown, uh, and just the, like show, what he has done to be able to take this team without Tyreek Hill. Cause everyone said, you know, you ain't gonna do crap without Tyreek and just completely go to like, he's had one of his best seasons without Tyreek Hill. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I think that you there's no way you can put it down for MVP uh, or you cannot put him down for MVP. Uh, I know there's a lot of talks about Jalen Hurts if he didn't get injured and blah, 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 blah. But I'm very comfortable with the fact. So like going into the, the, the beginning of the season, it was there were three people that were really or I mean, four people that were all like the high consensus essentially to be MVP. That was Josh Allen. That was Patrick Mahomes. That was Joe Burrow. And that was uh, um, 
oh my god lamar jackson right mm-hmm. well lamar didn't have a good year and he also got injured right burrows had a terrible start to the season so the the front runners you know going into the beginning season were josh allen and patrick mahomes but after uh, week one patrick mahomes was the leader essentially right mm-hmm. um after week eight which is right around when jalen hurts got injured uh, I think actually it was like, you know, I think he got injured after week, uh, like during week eight or whatever. But after week eight, Patrick Mahomes is still lead. Jalen Hurts was number two. So even before Jalen Hurts got injured, Patrick Mahomes was still the favorite to win the the MVP. I just there's so many people that have him as the MVP because who else can it be? It yeah. would only be Jalen Hurts or potentially Joe Burrow. And there's no way I think that you can consider Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes, given the stats. And given what the team has done, you know what I mean? For sure. So I think for me, that's just how it is, especially because Joe Burrow, they, they didn't play well at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, they had some injuries and stuff like that, but they, they just didn't play well. And yeah. a lot of that was on Burrow. No so, doubt. 100% it was. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, looking forward to it. Yep. So we'll find out this Sunday as uh, hopefully the Chiefs can – Pull it off. I'm comfortable, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, I was going to say, hopefully Adam, next time always, we talk, uh, we will be champs. So yeah, be still drunk, you know. <laughs> I'm good with celebrating that, so. in Casey. Hell yeah. yeah. Yep. Let's go. All right, guys. Well, well, uh, for all of us here with the hometown losers, we appreciate you. We will catch you next week um, here for the hometown losers. See you. Hey guys, this is Adam. just want to say thanks for listening to the Hometown Losers Podcast. We'll see you next week as we continue our discussion of St. Louis sports.